0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome, welcome to the smoking word. Welcome, welcome to the smoking word. What's up, what's up, everybody? Before we start this podcast, I want to announce those shows. As you heard, we are back and so is Hardcore. Madball, Death Before Dishonor, and Cruel Hand. We will be playing Friday, June 25th in Hamden, Connecticut. Saturday, June 26th, Hampton Beach, New Hampshire. Sunday, June 27th. Let me tell you, I got a lot of history in Reading, Pennsylvania. Club Reverb. Everybody, get those tickets now if you haven't. It's going to be a party. We're ready to celebrate, and you should be there to celebrate with us. And um, the Smoking Word podcast is always brought to you by CasaTheRock.com. That's my merch store. You want to support the podcast. We got T-shirts for $21. We got shorts. We're waiting to drop a whole new summer collection, so stay tuned for that. And um, all T-shirts, 21 bucks for 2021. You know how we're doing it. And big shout-out to my Patreon family out there. We're growing every day, and because of you, we're making this thing happen. Um, we got a lot of things in the work. We've been working hard, a lot of new edits. I know we've been waiting, but we're going to be dropping a lot of stuff, my Patreon fam, so stay tuned. And um, if anybody out there, you want to fucking um, invest in the show, patreon.com slash the smoking word. That's how you keep this show going nothing's for free but we don't expect nothing for nothing we give you something for something and you get the best time killing material out there but anyway if you want to keep the show going if you want to show some love and you want to invest in the show we got four tiers on patreon um again patreon.com slash the smoking word podcast shout out to all my patrons out there you know who you are mad love we out here we're growing you motherfuckers are making it happen mad love and everybody out there follow me at hoya rock 357 on instagram and make sure to add the smoking word podcast on instagram all right you could hit us up there if you got any questions any any new music you could send us there you know you send it to there we read the mail and all that good shit and um yeah make sure to hit us up on there and make sure to subscribe listen i know I was one of those motherfuckers guilty of not subscribing and, and not thinking it mattered, but it matters. It gets our podcast in the mix where everybody else is when they see a lot of action. So hit that subscribe, make sure you fucking hit the stars, leave a comment or whatever you got to do to make some noise online for the smoking word podcast, but shout out to everybody around the world. We feel the love. This is a worldwide family. We know you out there. And, um, these the the microphones might sound a little different we had a little technical difficulties but you know how we get down we weren't gonna let a a, another weekend pass you know so we making it happen anyway so we're gonna be getting things in the works in the future but we making it happen but um this week my guess this is gonna be a a cool one because uh we toured back in the day a long time ago and, and since then he got to do a lot of cool things and big things we're gonna bullshit about but um. The voice behind Refused, an old friend tour dog, Sweden's finest, Dennis from Refused. Let's set this shit off. (laughs) Yeah. Technology working. Yeah. (laughs) How you been? Let me ask you before we go, how you say your last name? I and mean, we'll do the English version, which is Lixen. Lixen. All right, now give me the real Swedish version. Lixen. Lixen. Oh, that ain't, I like that one better. All right. <laughs> it sounds like a Game of Thrones character, you see? Now everybody, right? Now your name yeah, is yeah, still yeah. popular,
1: right? <laughs> How you been? I've been pretty, you know, just trying to hang in there.
0: <laughs> I know. This whole shit is crazy. I ain't seen you in a while. I remember the last time I saw you was um somewhere in Europe. When you were, I think, were noise conspiracy, right? International, right? With that, with that band, right?
1: No, no, no. We met briefly at some festival somewhere where we, I think we played. Refused and you guys played with Hasten Street. Yeah, I, was it Refused? Because I would
0: oh, my, well, probably, yeah, you would remember. But that was the one where I saw you yeah, last.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's a long time ago.
0: Don't yeah, no, it's crazy because it's funny because I'm like, oh yeah, I got to see Dennis, you know, yeah, and, and now that's fucking. Up bunch of years ago now
1: yeah 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 but i mean yeah. it's, it's interesting as you grow older your perspective and time changes so much you're just like oh that was yesterday and was, I'm like no it's four years ago i'm like
0: i know yeah, that, shit that shit goes fast ago. now oh, yeah, yeah. it sucks right it's yeah so fast now. Yeah. and fucking um no but w- w- what's the deal like in, so i hate going into this covid shit but you're in sweden right now yep and and so how's been your experience to not like in general just how's it been over there i know because sweden was the one if anything people were looking at sweden at one point like oh shit sweden got it going on like or yeah it was the best place on earth which it is in a lot of ways you know you know what i mean
1: (laughs) yeah i mean it's 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 been an interesting year uh if just looking at the way we handle it i mean there's something in our constitution that says you can't do a lockdown, which the rest of the world just kind of did lockdowns. And in Sweden was like, well, we recommend you to stay at home, but you don't have to. Yeah. So, so it, it was a weird thing because it's like, I think looking at the pandemic and everything that went down, I think we need another year or two to, to be able to look back and say, that was a good strategy. That was not so good. You know, gotcha. so, but I think, I mean, it's been a weird year. I think Sweden's handled it okay. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, it, it's trial and error, you know. No one, no one's dealt with anything like this before. So it's like people are just like, "How do exactly. we do that?" And you know, uh, we- exactly everybody. There's no book on this, and everybody's no. like, exactly.
0: We all had ups and downs, you know. Because I'm in Florida now, and Florida oh, okay. in America was looked at like Sweden was looked at as the world. That one part, you know, is the best place They're not. Then yes, yeah. it is, and it is funny how you know you we see it juggling, but it's you know exactly nobody knows what and trial by fire,
1: yeah. you know, and learning as we go. Yeah, and as I said, I think it will take it will take some time to to actually assess like well, what was the right approach. And I, I mean, I think we got to be prepared for stuff like this happening in the future. So I think it's good to have like a way of like this yeah. is how we sorted it out. I mean. I've had friends that had it really bad, like as far as like going, I mean, in America and in Germany, like where they are, Italy, where they had real lockdowns and it was yeah. like really bad. And I mean, Sweden got bad, but it never got really bad. And I live in the north of Sweden still, and it was never really bad up here. So yeah. it, was a, it was a weird situation where you are like, there's this social distancing thing going on. And there's this like, I mean, for me, I could kind of choose to be isolate myself a little bit. But then yeah. a lot of day-to-day life just kept on going. I mean, my partner, she just kept working as as yeah. normal one. And, and so it's it's been a really strange year where it's also been like some stuff get to be open. All oh, you play music, all that's completely shut down. Like anything with that entertainment that's completely shut down. So yeah, completely- let me tell you, you might as well be living in Florida. Cause yeah. where
0: Florida where I live is exactly what I've been experiencing, what you just said. like. Yeah yeah you, regular life was going yeah you know when you go to when we over here to go shopping yeah you yep. might you wear a mask but it's everybody doing it you know there's people jogging in the streets you know right. riding the bikes going to work and then it's like but we again we've lucky to be in the places we are where yep. other places are getting a kind of black and white you know very yeah
1: so how how you been dealing with the whole pandemic? What, what have you been up to? I mean, it's been a year now.
0: Yeah, it's crazy like this. <laughs> well, basically, I had this podcast like five years ago, you know, right. early on. But technology, it was harder. Back then, I had my sound man. You know how it is. They got to <laughs> help me with everything. And I was like, the minute I would go home, I would deal with time changes with editing, you know, trying to get in touch with him. It was just a pain in the ass. But I loved doing it. And then I kind of fell off on it. Long story short, when um, we were about to go r- hit the road, the, th- the 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 lockdown happened. on Wednesday, that Thursday, we had tickets to fly out to a European tour. Crazy, and yeah, horrible. And yeah. then, um, okay, th- you know, everybody got hit. You know, so I was like, okay, it sucks, but everybody got hit. You know what I mean? So it felt a little better that everybody was suffering with me. Yeah. So, you know, what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean. But I, I was know. like, um, yeah. yeah, but then I said, okay, what do we got to do? We got to keep the brand alive. You know, if it's figuring out like uh, how bands started doing live streams or whatever, I was like, now's my time. My sons had to do school through zoom. You know, so I go, wow, zoom. And then I started seeing TV shows saying, oh, we're doing interviews through zoom. And I go, Hey, my young, my sons use that. And then I said, wait a minute, this is an app, you know, technology, you know, and that's how I realized I'm getting old. I was like, Wow, it does it all. And then, boom, I said, you know, I really, I've been wanting to relaunch the podcast. And I said, what better time than to help keep mu- our music scene alive? Not just me, but you know what I mean? Yeah, keep yeah. the word out for all our bands. Also, you know, our band and, and you know, be productive. Yeah. And and then I started, you know, doing it. It helped me stay focused because this shit was driving me crazy. This uh, yeah, yeah, it, you I hear Yeah,
1: it's, I mean, I think for me, it was, it was uh, we were on tour when everything went down. Refuse was touring the Oh, state. that's what I was going to say. So you were but on the road. In, in February, March. So <laughs> the the last couple of shows on the West Coast, which is like, oh, it's a solo show in LA, but the room's not full. We're like, uh-huh. what the hell's going on? Because in tour, you're in this bubble. You know that the, the yeah, tour of course, room, you don't know what's room, going on like, Yeah. You're like, I heard something about a virus. <laughs> I know. like, yeah, Whatever, it's, you know. <laughs> I uh, know, I was saying
0: the same shit.
1: Yeah. So I was in LA, played the last show in LA, and I flew home. And the day I landed in Sweden, the world shut down. So I was like, like one day from like, you know, like if we, if our tour would have been like three days longer, than, you know. Yeah. So we came home and the world shut down. And I mean, you know how it was in the early weeks and months, everyone's like, well, this will be a couple of weeks, a couple of months, you know. So, I got really productive. I did yoga every day. I was super focused. And then the summer came, and everything kind of slows down a little bit. And then you know, like we had this whole year uh, of shows but We refused. And then you know, like so in March we're like, well, I might have to cancel the, the May shows. And then all right, now we have to cancel the summer festivals. And then you're all, in the middle of the summer, you're like, oh, we're canceling the fall. Uh. So when the fall came, it was just like. You know, you're like, well, it's really hard to stay motivated, really hard to stay focused because, you know, you had a couple months of like, yeah, you just fucking pull through and work hard. And then you're like, oh, this is bullshit. Oh, yeah. You know, I know it
0: snowballed. Exactly. Like, you know, people were gearing up. It sucks. You know, every year bands are gearing up, but it felt like this year, like you're one of a bunch of bands that literally were like. If they weren't gearing up for a new tour or an important tour, they were dropping an album or something important and it all got
1: shelved. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it was super weird. But then, I mean, we got to deal with it the best way we can. And uh, I mean, for me, it was important just to stay, uh, I mean, stay alive, it's a bit hyperbolic, but but just stay focused and stay yes. focused, you know, Like, like how do you keep your mental health together? When Because I mean, for you for you and me i mean playing live music is is a huge part of what defines us as people yes and then for someone to tell you like the thing that, that defines you that your identity you can't do that like yeah. for a full year I just know- you got to stop doing it and what that does to you ex- existentially is super weird because it's like well i am this person that tours i am this person that plays 5200 shows every year i travel across the world every year and all of a sudden i mean now you can't be this much since i was like a teenager you know so it's 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 pretty wild what that does to your psyche you're like what who am i now you know exactly it's funny that you're
0: saying this and i'm not surprised because we're the same boat i literally said the exact same thing you said to my friend yesterday because i go yeah and one day they expect you to say okay you can't be you no more and i go and people don't understand like it's more than just a band for us. We grew up, this is yep. like our, it's a part of us. I know it is for you, for us, for, you know, everything we've got in our life was because of this anywhere, you know, we got to um, us to get our own therapy through this thing. You know, yep. we know what we have or else we wouldn't survive this yeah. long doing yep. it. And And then one day something happens where they say you can no longer be yourself. And I try yep. to tell people, I go, you don't understand. It's more than just, Playing music, you know, our whole lives revolve around this. Everybody yeah. we know, everything we do revolves. Either we met them through music, it's in between a tour, or we yeah. talk to them and, oh, let's get, oh, um, he owns a restaurant. Next time we come back from the road, we're going to go to that restaurant. You know, you plan around the road, around records. It it, it, it hit us hard, everybody oh, yeah. in the mu- yeah. music world.
1: Sure. Okay, yeah, because it's not only, and, and I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, I mean, you know, you can talk about the financial aspect of having a full year of touring canceled, because you know what that means. Like, yeah. you know what it means when when you have a touring year set up where you have 30 European festivals.
0: Yes. You know, that's like, you know what that is. It's a punch in the, I feel it right now. Believe me, I'm feeling it for you
1: guys. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, that, that's a part of like, yeah. that's horrible. But the mental as we're yes. talking about, like the, the mental aspect of like not being because I mean, I'm the kind type of cat, and I think you are too. I would play shows for free, just to be able to play shows. I just want to play music. So it's not about the money, but I mean, this is our this is what we do for a living. So it's like it's this thing where like yes. the financial aspect of it's horrible, but the aspect of as you said, we can't be who we're supposed to be. Yes. Or, you know, that's even worse. I mean, yeah, a- I had,
0: I fell through that. I fell in a hole because of this COVID shit. Also, I saw, you know, in the beginning of this I had lost my mother to cancer, not to COVID but obviously that was hard. I'm a single father, you know, yeah. obviously, you know but whatever, that's everybody's problem. But definitely um, this, that last, well, all that happening and then now no work, you know, or not knowing when work same thing happened with me like I was a guy that I've been through so much crazy stuff. I was like, nothing could faze me. Like, all right, I'll get over it kind of shit. Till I found myself in my room for two months, you know, bags under my eyes, people telling me come out of your room. And they were like, where basically I, you know, anxiety took over because of all this being home, not knowing, not knowing what to do. Look at, I tell people, let me just break it down in a simple way for myself. And for Freddie, I could just say this in 26 years we haven't been off a stage this long yeah so now you tell us exactly i just say i could just say that
1: so it feels weird yeah yeah and i mean i mean it's it's interesting too because it's like for me and i'm sure for you as well like like growing up and feeling kind of like in a freak and then discovering music and and as you said you have this outlet this therapy where you're like I can get out all these like negative emotions, but also the beautiful things about life yeah. and uh, through music and you can sort of direct uh, all that anxiety or whatever. And then all of a sudden you can't do that anymore. I mean, mental health issues is a huge deal with musicians and artists because it's, it is, it's a very demanding occupation. Cause as you said, like we, a lot of times we live hand to mouth. It's like, oh, it's like, you gotta do that tour. And then I'll DJ over here and we'll put yeah. out that record. and 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 then, you know, so you already have that pressure and you yeah. already have a world that's telling you like, oh, you get to do your hobby for a living. You should yeah, be grateful. Yeah, exactly. You're like, well, you know, it, it, it is a work, you know. Yeah. And then, then add that like with a full year and a half of COVID and you're like, how it, how it affects your mental health. And I mean, yeah. I, I've been lucky. I have a great partner. I've been creative. I, I, I do my yoga. I, I You know, like I got stuff that kind of, keeps me balanced but for a lot of people it's super hard to find that
0: balance we're human and I try to tell people exactly kind of what you're saying I always say musicians I go you know we're flipped if you took us we're flipped inside out right (laughs) now you're telling us we gotta flip ourselves inside out and now and now I'm like no we we that's why we love the music because it lets us be who we are yeah. You know, that's the, all right, like, again, we show our insides through our music. Now you're yeah. telling us we can't show, you know, we can't let our soul out. However, yeah. whatever it is. And it's like, well, you know, a body lives because it's soul. Yeah. they yeah, yeah. don't want us to even live inside. They don't, people yeah. don't, you know, when I used to see the doors and see the, <laughs> oh, he was all mystical because of whatever. Well, Half of it was mushrooms and acid, but, you know, and then half of it was fantasy, but there's reality to that fantasy way, I get it now. Like it's deeper, like when you're in the music, like how we are and we live it, and it's that much a part of us, it really becomes like an organ in your body. Like Definitely. you need it to work with everything, you know? And it's so hard to explain to people that don't get it. Like,
1: yeah. you know? I, and I mean, I mean, to be, for me, um, you know, like like I was an awkward kid growing up. I was a bit of a loner and a weirdo. And, and I always felt like you know like a lot of times because of, of of the lives we live and the people we are you're a bit out of step with the world you know because we're yeah. doing our own thing and we're kind of like existing on the margins of, of society in music like like when I'm on stage in that like that hour and that moment that's that's the the the, the one time where I feel fully comfortable with myself yeah. and that's that's a beautiful thing I mean you're talking about like there's a very spiritual reality to music where if you, I mean, we've played a lot of shows where you're, you're playing your bass, I'm singing, and you're thinking like, is there gonna be pizza backstage? I up? gotta do
0: laundry later, you yeah.
1: Like, like you have this, like your mind wanders and yeah. you're not really in the moment. Oh, yeah. But then you, we played so many shows where you look at the set list and you're in the music, you look down and you're like, oh shit, it's the last song, what happened? And you can't really remember it because it yeah. transcends time and space. And that aspect of music, that's magic. And that aspect of music is what 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 keeps us coming back year after year. And you because I mean we could get real jobs we could, you yeah. know, but but we keep coming back year after year, even though the, the economy is not great, like the, the circumstances touring out is not great, but that magic, yeah, that power is, it means everything.
0: Yeah, it's very special when you get that. Like I tell, I try to tell people I go. It really is addictive when you, when when you exactly have those moments that like you're in sync with people, you're in sync with the room, you're in sync with strangers. That's the thing that people don't understand. Like when you got a connection with a room full of strangers and it feels like you're in a mirror, there's nothing like you know, you can't talk about, wow, this is really everybody vibing. You know, that word vibe is like, okay, we're on the same wavelength. That's a real wavelength. You know what I mean? And it's a real
1: thing, yeah.
0: Yeah, and they don't get, let me ask you, what year, when we met, obviously in the 90s, do you remember what year? I forget the year, 96, 98? was
1: 1990,
0: 1996. Six, that was early, because that was early for us. Yeah. Because my first, I joined Madball when they became like more official, well, 94. Yeah. And I remember that tour was one of our first European tours. Like I did a Bruises tour turmoil tour and then i think it was they refused to yeah. refuse kickback donuts
1: right no donuts were not on the tour but sarah from the donuts was hanging out Oh, dr- so yeah. she was hanging out for that tour and then i think marauder and maybe you guys play with them later yes they they, yeah, them. that's what it was they were around here yeah, that's what it was yeah yeah but that tour was um. Uh, that was wild. So I, I That's thought what I'm about gonna that. I was going to ask you, that was
0: my next day. I was like, what do you
1: remember from that tour? I remember a couple of weird moments and stuff. There was a lot of moments. But so, so to set the, the, the perspective, like we were touring in the States with Snapcase uh, on that record we put out uh, called Songs to Fan the Flames. Yeah. And uh, our manager calls us up and he says, Madball or MAD wants you to do a tour with Madball but it's like four days after this five week, you know, five week US tour. So yeah. I remember sitting in Salt Lake City, having this band meeting about, okay, we're going to tour with Madball, like the minute we land, basically, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, just go down, you like, get in the van and drive down to Germany. And um, we decided that we wanted to, because you're we massive Madball fans. I don't know if you remember, but John, our guitar playing David, they were in the pit almost every night. no, I remember, I remember, I remember. Now. Yeah, And, um, it was interesting because we're from the north of Sweden where this like vegan straight edge anarchists. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, so this is like, I mean, this is pre-internet and everything. Yes. So coming and meeting you, we didn't know what to expect. Cause we know like, you know, like, like stories. You know, yes. We heard the stories, yeah, you know, yeah, like course, Madball course. and, and uh, DMS and everything. We're like, so we're, we're quite nervous. I must say about meeting up with you guys. Cause we're like, you know, what's, what's going to happen? You're like, I know, I know.
0: It's funny. I love hearing it. Cause it's, we always wonder, cause we're always like, I wonder what people
1: thought, you know, that's why I asked now, you know, five,
0: so we, we so, those so, curious.
1: so I just remember a couple of things. Like we're Swedish people. So we're a bit, uh, we're always a bit standoffish at first, like any Swede you meet, they be like, and then after a couple of days, like, oh, they're the friendliest people. But it's yeah. always like a couple of days to warm up. Yeah. So we're a bit standoffish. And I think you guys thought we weird. And then we played soccer with you guys. Yeah. And then and you, got to like, oh, you guys you guys love soccer. We're like, oh, we love soccer. And then we oh. bonded over that. And then from that, there on out, I think you were yeah. super cool. You were really friendly to us. I remember David fucked up his wrist or something and you yeah. guys went to the pharmacy and bought him stuff. And like, you're really, yeah. really nice to us. And it was like, you know, coming from um, our background, like the, the political punk background, yeah. there was a lot of prejudice about what you guys were presenting. Of course. we were like, okay, what, it, what, you know, what does this mean, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we were hanging out and you were super cool to us and you were super friendly and, and also very respectful, which I thought was really cool. I remember, I mean, this so this is the mid-90s. People said a lot of stuff on stage that we can't get away with saying now. Cause of course, you know, with,
0: yeah, people gotta understand, you know, different times. It was like, yeah. Different yeah.
1: Times. And I remember I was a bit upset because and maybe especially kickback, there's a lot of like, yeah, you know, yo faggots, you yeah, post- yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said something on on stage about that. And I said, I don't think that's cool. Like we, you know. And, and Freddie was so cool about it. And he was like, oh, I'm going to stop saying that on stage. It's so cool. So I thought you guys were really respectful. And, and it was a fun tour. It was, yeah. uh, I mean, for us, it was like, you know, you, hanging out with you guys. Yeah, was- no, definitely.
0: And what was cool is funny, because like in that, you guys also were the first kind of bands. Again, it was early tours for us. a First kind of band that we're touring with that, that, maybe we're known for politics. We didn't even know, you know, we're Americans. We don't know politics. We know fucking McDonald's and fucking the Yankees. But, you know, we're like, okay, they're political. All right, that's their thing. All right, so how they'll be towards us? Because we've always been around, like, in in America at a show, there was always Communist Chris, um, White Power Willie. There was, uh, you know, Black Power Bob. You know, there was always Straight (laughs) Edge Sam. You know, there was always, you knew who they were. So it wasn't like that weird for somebody to be like that but we were like wow okay you know people talk about but you know we didn't know much about you guys but we just knew oh i heard of the band and y'all Yo, you know they got some political stuff and we're like okay whatever you know i don't care you know we're we're down to play you yeah. know and we've always been in and, and the same shit we learned i remember you guys early on and and then early the same thing and i told you this when i saw you because um i didn't see you for many years and then i started you know so I'm one of these guys, even though for like an older guy, I've always been a guy who likes knowing what's going on or trying to keep up. Anyway, yeah. let's see what's going on. What's the lay of the land? I'm always down when people try new shit and whatever. But then I remember, so we did the tour after you guys. And then fast forward, I'm starting seeing bands. And then I start seeing a lot of people that looked exactly like you guys. <laughs> and And the vibe was, what I loved was, <clears throat> I remember being like, the mashup, I mean, they may who knows who they were for me personally. The first people I saw were you guys that I was like, wow, they got a punk look, but they ain't playing punk. That's better than punk. Like it's punk influence. But I'm like, that shit is really thought out, it's heavy, it was like real metallic. I go, that shit, you know, it ain't nothing like one chord shit, but you guys represent it like a punk hardcore band in every way, in every way, you know. And, when instead of looking like a metal crossover it was like a punk crossover that wasn't I wasn't used to seeing that but I loved that whole I was like wow this is crazy you know they got they're really punked out but they yeah. fucking because I'm not a big punk fan I like yeah. some punk but I was like I like the attitude of punk yeah. and then I was like you guys were real and all you guys could play so I was like yeah. all right you know, that was another thing and I was like And then later on, I I even told you that. I remember telling you, I said, yo, I seen a lot of people, they owe you guys credit. You know what I mean? that's what I love, I think Sweden. What is it about Sweden, you think, that has that in the water? We're being open to, musically especially, like, hey, let's fucking mix this with that, and this and that.
1: I think uh, there's a couple of things, not cut too deep on that, but I think we, we we have the communal music school where people go to school, music school for free. Yeah. We have a communal like practice space places where you can practice for free, which I still have one of those, like with That's my band. I mean, you practice for free, you know. And and uh, amazing. You guys have really all of dope. that, which which allows the infrastructure to be really, you know, it's a good infrastructure for, for having a band. And I think Swedish people are really uh, vain. <laughs> so they're really like they, they pick the coolest things and then they're like they presented yeah. like, you, know, you guys look good like, i had to say you guys always look good i was
0: like yeah. you know you guys were fly i was like i can't fit into that shirt or that bullet belt
1: but okay they could
0: rock yeah. it i like that yeah, shit. But, but
1: i but i i also think it's a vanity in music like is yeah. very hip to what's, yeah, what's yeah, yeah. going on and it, it's funny that tour we did with you because that was our That's when we looked our punkiest, that whole 95, 96, we really, like, we looked like punks, you know? Yeah. And it was was interesting because I was really into the whole, like, vermiform and heart attack and, and, uh, you know, that, that like, kind of, like, PC punk scene in the States. But we're playing this metal music and we're touring with Snapcase and Madball and we're on Victor Records. So... That, that like the pz punk community they did not like us
0: yeah and a lot of like the
1: victory records people did not like us because we were too punky so we were like in this weird like stuck in between these two worlds and we we're like this is kind of annoying because in our minds we just we just want to play really aggressive music really be on point and talk about the politics and yeah but uh yeah, i mean as we learn uh punk and hardcore has a tendency to be very <laughs> you know it has to say because it's true yeah a lot of rules to it and it's i always found it amusing that that harker is so um one of the cornerstones of of the harker identity is like be true to yourself but not that true you can't be true like that you have to be true like this and it's just you know for us it was a bit confusing because we came from from the european uh, perspective of like like punk and hardcore in Europe was of course different than punk and hardcore in the States. So yeah. we had that thing going on, but you know, at, at the end of the day, like, I think that getting past the nineties and get, cause you know how the fucking, the, it was so much scene politics. It was so yes. like, you you, ha- you can't like born against if you like of sick of it all. But yeah. I was like, I love sick of it all. I know. I love born against. You know, yeah, I know for sure.
0: You know why I loved where our position was in that because we were usually the band, people would be like, they wouldn't ask us that. They would be like, wow, you like Madball or oh, Madball cool with, you know, because people would say that, wow, you were cool or refused. You guys yeah. were cool with Earth Crisis. You yeah. guys, I and mean, we're like, yeah, if we're cool, anybody who's cool with us. Yeah. And if they don't, they, if, just if, if, the least. yeah, you know, yeah. I was like, and if, if not, they may have, you're sure it's all right to have an opinion. Like this guy's of course, cause of stories. And if you don't know what you could be like, I don't know them, but I think they'll kill me. Okay, fair enough to think that. But <laughs> usually when you know us, you'd be like, no, they're great dudes. Yeah, but they'd probably kill us if they needed to, you know, but that's really, <laughs> yeah. No, but like usually, you know what, everybody, we were always like now, you know, we're, we're glad to be, do- we always were glad and we always knew we were lucky to be doing what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah, so we always, we may have never always lived in the moment, but we always knew what we had. Like, wow, we're lucky. Wow, we're in Europe. You know, me and Freddie, we're like, you know, we grew up hanging out. The same thing, you know, you come from a town in Sweden and you don't expect to be like, oh, yeah, guess what? I'm going to be doing, fuck, I'm going to be in LA to, you know, playing yeah. this and be at the whiskey and then I'm going to go eat a fucking veggie wrap or whatever. The, you know, you yeah, don't yeah. think that. You think yeah. I'm going to be in my small town yeah. or my own city. I'm going to grow up and blah, blah, blah. And it's crazy how.
1: I think that goes both ways. It was funny because when we did that tour with Madwell, there's so many of our friends like, oh, did you get along with Madwell? How are yeah. those guys? And we're like, you're super nice. And as yeah. you said, like, if you, we don't have to agree on everything political. I'm, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm sure we agree on a lot of shit. Yeah. Some stuff we might not agree on, but of course. if we treat each other with respect, then we know why we're doing what we're doing. It's fine. So, I mean, because I remember a lot of people were asking us like, oh, how can you tour with those guys? They're thugs. And we're like, yeah. oh, they're super nice. You know, they, they got, I mean, and that's too, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but it always felt like I mean, you had some crew people around you that are pretty fucking tough. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Of course. You know, I don't deny any of that, but no, yes. But, but, but the thing is, when you're touring together and you're all getting along, no one has to act tough, yeah. you know? And my problem was always with people that acted tough because yeah. they were compensating for something different. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I, I remember like one of the last nights of that tour, there was a brawl at a bar, uh-huh. and one of your crew guys got taken, you know, into custody. And I remember, Freddie screaming at a German police officer, "Screaming, you don't know what heart rate. To I'm like, "That's fucking. What the fuck is happening now?" And I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. So it's like we're like, well, if they need to. Shit's gonna go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 99.9% of the time, it was super cool and was super mellow. Yeah, you know, what it was at that time, you know, like I also told people,
0: I was like, yeah, you know, did we get into fights or something? Yeah, we were also 20 something year old kids, brand new, you know, sure we grew up that, we were always cool, but definitely, you know, we were younger and we were like culture shock. People forget that you're taking us from the low east side. Now you say one day you're going to be in Germany. Then you're going to be in Sweden. Then you're going to be in France. And you're going to say, oh, and you're just going to blend in easy and get it. And we were like, you know, and on top of that, oh, we don't no McDonald's, you know, back yeah. then, you know, what do you want us to eat? You know from the farm no we you know it's all the you know but the we grew we're also we grew up like yeah. europe is literally our i i have my whole adult life has been in europe i've been you know touring there for 28 years
1: yeah you know what i mean, I mean it gives you a lot of perspective on life. yes i gotta ask you one thing though that i was being curious about i, I had some friends that played in a band and they were huge dudes i think it was kind of by accident, but also they then they embraced that image. They were just kind of like. Yeah. But one of the things that I gather is like, cause you you guys are coming over to Europe. You have this reputation. It's like DMS crew and all that. Did a lot of people come looking for trouble with you guys? Cause I, it feels like there's a, there's an attitude where like, well, they think they're the big guys. We're going to show them who's the, well, big, who's the big guys. Well, our crowd,
0: guys. a lot of our crowd did, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> That's why every Mab will show there were fights and it wasn't a lot of times our people but it was you know because we yeah. let off the angry which we did because our angle the angle is you know the aggressive side of what we're you know our message is obviously you know let's try to hit them you know the musically hit them over the head the, the yeah. thing so obviously and we are who we are so p it's like the slayer crowd
1: you yeah. know I,
0: the guys in slayer are scared of that crowd because those guys really want to crucify people yeah. You know, these—they want to go have drinks at the bar, but yeah. their crowd wants to burn the place down because yeah. you know they tend to kind of live at, at times ten on your message or yeah. what they think your message is. So back in the day, did we get you know did we have meatheads on the road with us? Yes, it happened. But a lot <laughs> of times, for sure, it was the crowd. But you know, I don't blame them. It, at the time, you know, it was mad. Boy, it was a New York Carco band, and at the time you know, the vibe was more street. Not yeah. that we wanted to fight, but we definitely, the angle was more, yeah, we're, we're trying to do the, this is the the angry side of our message.
1: Yeah. Kind but, of, but you did, know. Did people ever, uh, did people ever want to fight you guys? Oh, not,
0: you know, once in a blue, like yeah. we've had situations, but I think the
1: situations were
0: always with people that didn't know us.
1: Oh yeah, like, yeah. but I mean- Outside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but there's always this attitude, it seemed like like with with the uh, masculine identity when you see someone tougher you would I'm going to prove that I'm the toughest guy yeah yeah
0: you know what yeah. it is we've always showed respect also and we've always demanded respect so yeah. we've lucky that we have friends from the biker world to the underground world to police officers to judges lawyers which is beautiful that's why i love being from the world we come from yeah. i love us being open-minded to, to everything. And I love that, you know, because of music, we have people from all those spectrums that agree yeah. on one thing, and that's a music, a sound, which also goes into lifestyle, like it or not. So that yeah. criminal does have something in common with that judge somewhere down the line. Yeah. And if, we can, if that's the only thing in common, we good. Yeah. One thing in common is saying, at least look at we all the same in one way or another, at least in there. The rest is bullshit. And if we could do it through here, you know how it is, especially for people like us. Having friends around the globe are lifesavers. When if we ever need, like we said, there's times we get sick we need medicines. We need a ride. We're stuck somewhere. These are the things that happen. No matter how many records you sell, how many festivals you see us on, the big picture, we could get left at a, a truck stop. Believe that. Yep. You know <laughs> that we could get taken into some weird country and then try to extort us for money. We could get taken in for whatever reason because we're travelers. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know
1: what I mean? People don't get it all the time, you know? No, it's crazy. But that, then, I mean that that community, because I mean. My life, I mean, you know, I, I've been, I mean, punk rock and hardcore really changed everything for me about who I am and my identity and how I saw myself. But a lot of times I've been playing music that's been more adjacent, but not really part of that scene. But that doesn't matter because once you've been in that world, I mean, for me, it's like, like, like a perfect example of like a Refuse Theater first show in Mexico City a couple of years ago. And I I'd never been to Mexico City. And I was like, oh, it's a huge, it's kind of a, it's a bit scary because it's yeah, so- Yeah, it's crazy. Weird. I know, I love Mexico, yeah. but yeah, it's different. Yeah. And then the, and the guy hit me up hit me up, and he was like, I'm a huge fan of your bands. So I'm a punk kid. You want me to show you around Mexico City? And I'm like, yeah, of course. So I hung out with him in Mexico City for three days because that kind of community in that world building is like, you know, you can reach out to someone and be like, do you Priceless. wanna hang out? And I'm like, yeah, of course we should hang out. And then he showed me in Mexico City. It was, it was beautiful. And I mean. That is something a lot of other music music scenes don't have. They don't have that connection where it's like, wherever you go, there's always a hardcore kid that's like, I know a good vegan restaurant. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> hell yeah.
0: Or like that, you could almost, you almost feel like you know them a little bit more personal when yeah. you connect on that level. Like yeah. I was just saying, like, you know, people out there listening to this podcast, one- we know each other for many years as you're hearing this, but this came up, popped up at the moment because somebody tagged us and and said, yo, you should get Dennis on. Cause I we, we have an old ticket from a tour yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. And somebody was like, yo, you should have Dennis on the show. I was like, hell yeah, I would love to. And we put Dennis on blast and he was like, let's do it. Yeah. But you see what I mean? It was like, yeah. you, if, you, if you're vocal out there, we make shit happen if we can. And I'm glad you were right away. Like let's do this because I was like hell yeah I was like especially when I came out with the podcast like I've got um I'm lucky that um I got a lot of cool friends and also people that are know that what I'm doing and they're sending people towards me like cool people like hey maybe you want to check them out what up but my whole thing was like let me go through the people I know first my friends and stuff mm-hmm. so that's why it was cool even when you popped up I was like hell yeah I was like you kidding me one of my first tours was with him mm-hmm. and look at, and and. I followed the band throughout the years. I've seen what you've been doing and stuff. And there's some cool shit. So I was like, boom. And when that kid asked, I said, let's, let's make let's some do, kid let's fucking,
1: yeah, it's cool. yeah, let's
0: make this kid also, let's show him how he get down. And boom, he asked for it. Now he's going to get it. Yeah, it's perfect. But, but cool shit. But what I was wondering, so I was like, so Refuse is going, when do you take the
1: break and you start working on, on the other on the other projects? Well, I mean, it's, it's usually, because I have so many projects, it's yeah. usually like a rotating cycle almost. It's like, I know there's going to be a refuse year of touring, and then I'll make sure my other bands are writing music, and then it kind of overlaps yeah. a little. Uh, it's been a bit weird now, because uh, 2020 was supposed to be the refuse year.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and so that got kind of canceled, and we already decided that 2021 was, and probably 2022, was going to be off years for us. Not no more. It's like, we're like, all right, what are we going to do? So my, you know, but then I, I'm lucky enough to have a, my, my other band, Invasion, is putting out a record hopefully later this year. And I have this project with Brian Baker called Fake Names. Oh, dope. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So what's that and like? What's it like? It sounds like, <laughs> so the lineup is Brian Baker, you know, Minor Threat. Of course. Magnus, you know, and then Michael Hampton that played in SOA, Faith, Embrace, he plays wow. guitar. And uh, Johnny Temple, who was in Girls Against Boys and Soul Side, plays bass. Oh, and on the so some... la- la- latest recording, we got Brendan Canty from Fugazi playing drums. Wow. So you know, it's me singing. Thing. For some reason, they were like, let's have this Swedish guy singing. We, put out, we actually put out a record last year because we're not going to be a touring band, but we have a new EP coming out and hopefully we can play some shows. And it Hell sounds yeah. like. Um, it sounds like old man punk rock. Oh, <laughs> ah, good. Well, that's good. You got
0: a good squad of people because I could see yeah. even, the, even the punk rock you're going to get out of those guys is going to be
1: interesting because that's an yeah, interesting no, it's, batch I mean, it's, it's great. And it's it's one of those deals where like, my, and you know what it is too, this world talking about the hardcore world because, you know, I grew up and, and I was into metal. Yeah. And that world felt really like Unattainable. It was like they're all rock stars. It's all groupies and limousines, and and then when you discover punk and hardcore, like I mean, I looked up all these bands. I discovered. I mean, New York hardcore was kind of one of like crumb suckers and AF and uh, all that stuff was like the kind of like my gateway into punk and hardcore. And then when you get into this world, after a while, we're all peers. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because because I remember like I got really into sick of it all, and we traveled for like. 14 hours on the train to see sick of it all at a festival i'm like i love sick of it all and then a couple of years ago refused to tour with sick of it all yeah. and now they're just friends you know and it's just like so this world and the same thing like brian baker i've seen Great. him around with bad religion and i'm like every time i see him i'm like oh shit that's brian Baker from from minor threatened dag Nasty. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. and then one day we played Riot fest a couple of years ago and he just comes up to me and he's like i have this new band Do you want to sing and i'm like yeah yeah, <laughs> I that. I, 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 It could be anything. I'm like, I want to do that, you know? So, but it, it's cool because when you're young, like, I mean, everything feels really far away and everything feels really like, yeah, like oh, you know, I mean, for us too, I mean, we lived in, a, we, I still live in the north of Sweden. Yeah. So when you're a young person, you're like, New York.
0: I know, New so far.
1: You know, and you know, all that, you're like, oh, that's so distant. Yeah. And then one day, these people are just your friends and your peers. Yes. And I don't I don't think that happens in a whole, in a lot of other worlds because it's so like, it is a very communal thing. Yeah. And I mean, even though I would say refuse, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to be this intellectual kind of a, uh, you know, politically intellectual, I don't know what we're, we're, we're a pretend, pretentious type of band. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, once it, when it comes down to it, it's like, know if you look because i think so here's the thing i'm going to tell you like i think that once a lot of people got into hardcore and they love mad ball and agnostic fun and sick of it all and then they got into Radiohead, and they're like oh my taste is mature i cannot like this simpleton music anymore but for me it's always been like if you really love music there's no difference between like like i mean i'm not saying you guys are simple but like there's a immediate hey, directness to what you're yes. doing and there's no difference liking that or liking something super pretentious or artsy fartsy i mean absolutely if you're a true fan of music you'll like everything but if you're just like uh, uh someone's like your music is your your identity and identity then you'll be like yeah. well I, I can only like this and yes, I mean, no, very been, true. you know that's beneath me but but we've always been like I me and the refuse guys as i said i mean we're really into like avant-garde composers and songwriters. Yeah. And we got in the pit for Maddell every night. Yeah, yeah, no. It was was the same thing. It was just music. Music And that's that's one
0: thing we knew then. We knew as different from what we were, you guys were. We knew you guys were really into the music and loved our band and liked the music and weren't just like, oh, we got put on a hardcore tour. You know what I mean? We knew you guys were real. Oh, it was cool. You know, it was cool, the whole vibe. You know, you could tell when people... Are, are, are faking it or people are acting, especially when you're living with people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and also throughout the years, how things unfold. And again, that's the era we came up in that I think um, that uh, we could, we, you know, there was more of that where you could be like, you know what? Yeah, I like the meathead stuff. Yo, let me try this other stuff and it could still be okay. And then it became, no, you could only like one or the exactly. other.
1: Yeah, it definitely no, split
0: I, up I, for sure.
1: Yeah, I never understood that. I always been like, yeah. if you if you love movies, yeah, you can like the lowbrowest comedy and action movie, but you can also like the Polish really yeah, dark yeah. Stuff, for because sure. You love movies, and if you yeah. like music, I mean, different music has different sort of uh, energies or it has different purposes. Yeah, and I mean. You know, Madball and and that that style of New York Horker, it it's a, it's a it's a music that's very, it has a purpose. And I mean, yeah. we talked about violence a little bit early, but there's something about like what you project is something really tribal and it's something really primal, basically. Yeah, absolutely, And that can be a beautiful thing because sometimes you just need to fucking, <laughs> that, you know.
0: That's what what I I tell. It's funny. I tell people that, like, I meet random people. I go to the gym or wherever I go, and they're like, "Oh, you're in a band? Yeah, what kind of go?" "Uh, It's it's heavy music. I go, "Well, if you ever feel angry, you might like it, you know, (laughs) because everybody feels angry. You don't, you know, maybe yeah. When when I'm happy, I don't want to listen to freaking heavy music. You know, I want to listen to like club music or something. You know what I mean? And I'm like, but but we all feel angry. We all feel, you know. There's there's music for everything. When we hear the Rocky theme, you get motivated. (laughs) <laughs> you know, music does that to you. I don't care. Yeah. You're like, you hear Rocky, you want to, you know, okay, run up those stairs or whatever. Yeah, yeah
1: totally.
0: But let me ask you this. I, you said something before that made me, I was curious. You guys, because also you guys, one, you guys could play. One, you guys sound even, you know, and, and, and you ain't a metal band in no way, but you're very metallic and could hang sonically with whatever metal band. And in your area is known for those you know, the, 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 you know, the, 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 the death black metal or whatever you yeah. want to call it. How yeah. are those guys overall that scene with refused? Cause Refused is its own animal. And I don't know if I could see, I could see them hating. Oh, I, you know, not even to start beef, but I was curious how you were taken. Cause, um, um, even in the metal, they did what you guys did and, and, and for for what you guys did in hardcore, like yeah. very technical. They kind of took an, uh, their own angle, a little bit more art, very more artsy, even yeah. with the visuals and stuff.
1: So were you guys, was it was there a little bit of a clash with the styles? I think in the nineties, I think it was, cause the nineties was so scene oriented. It was so yeah. like, we were the hardcore bands. And so the oh. metal bands were like, oh, you know, fuck those guys, <laughs> fuck, the, fuck the hardcore yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I think, Sweden is such a small country and as time progressed and I think, I mean, the the Shape of Punk to Come record that we did, it transcended a lot what what Harko was. Yes. I think a lot of metal kids were just like, oh, wow, these guys are actually, there's a real riffage here, you know? Yeah. And I think since we came back in 2012, I mean, we're friends with all those metal bands now. We know all those like, you know, At the Gates or In Flames and issues, like, oh, they're they're just people that we know because Sweden is a small country. And I think, the, the disconnect that was in the 90s is not really there anymore. Because, yeah. as, as we talked about, like once you grow up out of the identity that I can only like this, and I can, I mean, then you just start appreciating music. Appreciating. I think a lot of metalheads saw so our music and are like, oh, I, these guys are pretty heavy. They're, you know, it's technical, it's really cool. We can get behind this. Maybe they're not. I mean, the flamboyant singer with the communist manifesto <laughs> is there a bit. You know they're a bit weirded out by that, but that's that's fine. Oh, oh, you mean no? You're like the Mick
0: Jagger for us. You're Mick Jagger. You know that, right? Thank you, thank you. Hell thank yeah! You. When I saw, I was like, oh, that's like our Mick Jagger right there.
1: It's no. it's funny. I'll tell you. I'll tell you story. Because then, when we started refuse, I mean, we were really into like sick of it all and like that that you know, like, yeah. fun all like like and also I mean, Youth of Three and Gorilla Biscuits. But of course, we, really like I was a masculine music. Yeah. Real meathead. You are a meathead. You could say it. But that's the thing. I wasn't, and I remember show, I took my shirt off and had like one small tattoo on my back. Trying to be tough. And then I kind of saw myself from the outside. I'm like, I'm this scrawny, like effeminate guy from the North of Sweden. I'm not from New York, you know, I'm not from Brooklyn. I'm like, put my fucking shirt back on. And, you know, I think that when you're young, you know, we saw that and we're like oh that's really cool but then you gotta you gotta kind of hone in on who you are yeah of course and i wasn't a tough guy i wasn't like one of these like you know i I didn't have a lot of muscles i didn't like to fight so i was like i'll use what i have and try to hone that into like my own personality and then i mean i got really into like i mean I, I actually rounded the tour we did with you guys because I still had weird stage moves. Yeah. Me, yeah. But after that, I, I got really into like Northern Soul and the mod thing. And I got into the suits and I really yeah. like James Brown. I was like, I was trying to be like the, the James Brown, Mick Jagger of hardcore, yeah. because I felt that much more defined me as a performer than you know Lou from Sickadol or those Yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. But but I mean those guys are great and I, I love what they're doing, but that's not who I am. That's not you, yeah. And let me yeah. tell you, when I saw you, the other stuff, it,
0: nothing seemed out of pocket. Because even, you know, it's different than Refuse, or what, you know, from, but it didn't seem like, oh, he's doing that now. Not at all. Because yeah. even then, to me, refused was crazy. Like, oh, they they you don't, you can't put your finger on them. Yeah. You know, because now that became a style to not be able to put your finger on something. But back yeah. then, you guys were that. You know, Weird. you don't know their part, they sonically, how they look you know, it's art, it's tough, it's me, it's all that, you know, so it was like, So I wasn't surprised even to go on what you did, and even what happened, how, what you guys went on later, yeah. I was surprised in a different way, it was like, oh, shit, but I wasn't surprised that they picked your type of band, and what I'm talking about, what bugged me out was when I was like, boom, refused that Coachella, now, <laughs> you gotta understand this, now, in America, like, alright, first of all, I just know about Coachella because of you know real pop culture, you know. That's yeah, like, yeah. you know, you know, whatever. But I love pop culture too. You know, I wow, I'm I'm always watching where fucking Snoop is at, or who fuck, you know, whoever. You know, yeah. I'm always curious. But then they're like, so I knew you guys would always pop up, and then I started seeing you guys pop up, and it was a you know, refuse seemed stronger than ever. And I was like, oh shit, wow, these guys got they got blasted with oxygen. They're you know. People are in love with them again. Yo, shit, all right. Yo, we're seeing something special happen. You know, it's cra- that don't happen. No. That, that later and that with that much oomph and, you know, and, and all that stuff. And then I'm like, boom, they're playing Coachella. And yeah. I'm like, holy shit. It was I so. Go, <laughs> now, but let me just start with this. First of all, did you know about Coachella before you got the offer? Did you hear about it? You know, you've heard about it or?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was looking up uh, with the with noise conspiracy. We played Coachella twice. So I was oh, looking okay. To, yeah, so I was, but I mean, I would say the other guys. I mean, it's interesting because Refused broke up for a long time, and the other guys just stopped touring. They just stopped yeah. playing. Like David our drummer did some solo records, and he played like he Jim better Traylor. never had quit. That motherfucker is one of the baddest drummers out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I would the, break his
0: hands if he quit.
1: No, he's not, so I, you he, know. He, he, he did quit for a couple of years and he didn't play drums and he played guitar and sang. And so when we got the offer, I mean, we had the offer from Coachella a couple of times when we always turning it down and then we got it. And, and all of a sudden we all lived in the same city. We're all like 2012 was a year where we didn't have anything booked. So we're like, well, maybe you should do it. And it became this big thing. Cause I mean, when we broke up in 1998, we were touring the States with Frodus playing in coffee shops, record stores in front of 50, 250 people. And we broke up. And then that record sort of just did something. You know, it, it's this weird thing. When we broke up, I saw a noise conspiracy. I'm at home and people start calling me. And they're like, they're showing you a video on MTV. Like fucking Kirk Hammett is talking about Refused. And I'm just like, what's going yeah. on? So the myth of Refused and the, the, that record just kind of grew it was weird because it was like, we're standing over here. And then you, oh, refuse. That's something over there. It just fucking took off. Yeah, so, I mean, great record also. I mean, great. Definitely, you know,
0: uh, it's not like, oh, why? It's just when? <laughs> way later. And it's yeah. like, and then to the extent how that happened way later. Because, again, what, you see, even with noise conspiracy, even I didn't even know you were on that. But I could see that. Yeah, few to me it was like no there's a hardcore band yeah, yeah, yeah. playing coachella. like you know we i know where they toured we've played a hundred <laughs> squats with them yes. you know what i mean like yes, we've we ate a squat, do, yeah we've ate out of squat bowls pasta squat bowls and all like but i'm saying like to us i'm like oh shit. and yeah. i'm like you know and, and for just people in our scene i was like yeah you know like boom that means you know the the the, the sky
1: that the, the, the the ceiling just went up more. Yeah. You know yeah. what
0: I mean? Like, yeah, but
1: it was so it was so interesting because it was funny, but I mean that last record we did before we broke up, I mean, it, it became a record that it meant a lot for a lot of people. And yeah. it could transcend whatever zine or you know genre that you had. But it was so interesting because we broke up in the in the basement. We played a basement show when we broke up. And the next show is Coachella, basically. Uh, we can do like a couple of small warm-up shows. But so, oh, yeah. so the journey from like playing in front of like 80 people in a basement in Harrisburg, Virginia, to play Coachella in front of like, whatever, 15,000 people. I mean, so when we got back together and we started practicing, we are like, well, we have to approach this music quite differently because we're not going to play the squats in the basement. We're going to yes. rock shows. And that was, you know, like that to juggle that and to be like, okay, how do we make this music? Because the music that we play, it's so much about aggression and violence and confrontation. It's so like, and like, how do you, you know, how do you transform that into playing Coachella? Yeah, yeah. I think we did a great job because we spent a lot of time doing it. But it's interesting because all those bands like you guys or Snapcase and all those bands we toured with in the 90s, I mean, it's weird to us because no one's like, oh, Coachella's not you know, knocking down your door, saying like, "When's Mattel coming oh, to Oh yeah, yeah. No, they're not. That. No, they think we're gonna be coming through their windows. That's why. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for us, it's so weird that we became that band that just boom, and, and it was something completely different. I mean, in a lot of ways, like the way we view ourselves when we when we look at ourselves. I mean, yes, we're kind of a big rock band, but we're still a hardcore band. We're we're yeah. still from that, those roots. I mean, that's kind of how we approach the music. But yeah, that was trippy, it was wild, and we yeah, played no, that was fucking. We were blown
0: away, and that was talking generally. Yo, Coachella, because like, really? I really could get out of here. I seen clips from it, it looked great, and I yeah. was like, Yo, that's dope that they could go there and still have a great show. Because yeah. sure, you could get on the bill and then it could be a lame show, but I was like, No, it made good noise, it was good hype afterwards, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and I was like, That's a yeah. plus because. You know, again, you always been v- verbal about your, yeah. your, your background and bands you came up with. And again, it, it keeps the music alive, you know, and then when I heard you guys played, I, we weren't, I wasn't there no more, but we, I, we weren't around that Or we would have rolled up, but you played in New York, the one club, you played a couple nights. And I was like, yo, they're fucking killing it in New York. These motherfuckers. I was like, "Yeah, yo, I haven't heard from them in years and now they're back. I go, they're yeah, really we, we back. Played, uh,
1: we played Terminal 5 Terminal. two nights in a row. Insane. We had Lou, we had Lou come up and do Sick Roll songs with us. Let me
0: just tell you about the Terminal two nights. Let me tell you, people can't just do that. No, no, no. People don't just do it. New York ra- Rappers. That you see cannot just go and do that. Let me just tell you. So it's more than like just selling a it ain't about even selling a million records because that don't mean Poor shit man. either. You know, you know how that is playing live and, and people wanting to come to your shows is two different animals. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And it, I heard about that. That's great. New
1: how was yeah. that? It was
0: fucking fantastic.
1: But it it's it's interesting too, because the the psychology of music is like so we broke up and for 14 years we didn't do anything. So when we got back together, it was like, I mean, the hype surrounding our return was, it was pretty insane. Yeah. So we came out and we did, we did all these, I mean, we did a bunch of festivals. And so 2012 was this year that we like to call the victory lap. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you know, you know yeah. we did that year and I mean, tournament five, two nights in a row. And then we put out a new record and then we're not playing Terminal 5 anymore. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah. Not, to Co- not to Coachella
0: 2024.
1: Yeah, but you know what I mean? Because it, it, it's like the myth and the idea of something is usually more powerful. Because, I mean, when we decided that we were going to continue, we're like, we're, we're, we're the type of people that, like, we need to put out new music. We can't just be one of those acts that just, like, you know, a nostalgia, we, we need to put out new music. And the minute you do that, it definitely levels the playing field a lot. Cause it's like the myth and the, 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 the mystique surrounding the band. That's what people to come out and see us play the first let's time. Let's keep Let it
0: mystical play. a little longer.
1: Yeah, yeah. we couldn't, I mean, we, we just wanted to play and create. So we were like, well, we have to put out a new record. It probably won't be great success because of the last record but then we'll do another record, you know? So it's like- Yeah, but, play the game. But it, yeah, it is interesting how that changes the na- dynamic and how people view you. Because if we would have continued to tour as this, this like, let's play shape of punk to come act. Yeah. I'm Sure, we could do it really well just doing that, but we're not those type of people. Like you want to play new songs, you want to create, you want to evolve, yeah. you want to, you know, you know, that's, of course. that's just, and especially they people don't understand when these bands
0: are our babies, you want to see them grow and they keep growing. Yeah. You don't want to stunt their growth. You nope. know, I and mean? be like, Oh no, let's just, let's just, I just love my kid when he was 12 years old. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want him to get, you know, when he's 18, you know, right. That's what it's like. We just like your kid when he was 12. We don't want
1: to see how your kid grows up. But then that's exactly what it's like. A lot of people are just like, they don't want, they don't want you to grow up. They I mean, it, it's, it's funny because, um, a lot of times I think about when when you're when we were touring in the '90s, and as you said, we were kids, like we were young and, and quite immature, and we didn't know how to handle with the interpersonal relationships and shit like that. And I I look at that, I'm like, it's really unfair that now when we're older and we're you know like we're a bit more mature, we can communicate. It's never going to be that same thing again, and you know like that the old yeah. saying like youth is wasted on the young. I'm like, hey, it kind of is, you know, because when you're young, you fuck up a lot. When you're young, that's when bands break up. That's, you know, like, and now it's, like, it's so much easier to, to stay focused. It's so much easier to stay on target. Yeah. Also, I think because the band is not everything that you do. Like, you have your life, and the band yes. is a very important part of that, but it's not everything. And when you're young, it was everything. It was everything. So, you know what it is? Like,
0: not that it ain't, like, music, and that's life for us, but when real life outside of music, like, a death or something very serious, then you realize you're like, oh, okay, you know what? Like, um, you start separate. you grow out of it, you start learning. Yo, this is more important than exactly. not being able to go to every show that's in my town. Like, yeah. you know, you miss that once you start learning. Yo, this is more important, like, yo, maybe I should have been there to take care of my grandmother. You know, now she passed. I wasn't there. You start learning. I'm not going to do that and start focusing yeah. on your family. I, I, you know, it's growing up. We had yeah. to grow up on the road. And the same yeah. thing, you know, so it's crazy because we're still involved with the youth, you know, yes. doing this. So <laughs> We get to grow and we get to see where we fucked up, you know, yeah. like, oh, I get it. I see it all the time with kids. And I'm yeah. like, yo, trust me. I don't want to be a dad, but trust me, I'm doing what you're doing. Yeah. or I know how it could be. Or like, you know, That's it's it. uh,
1: Hindsight's so easy. You know? it's like you can look back and you're like, oh man, I was that was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I was horrible at that time. Or or you can be. I mean, because because I think that a lot of uh, a lot of what kills band is ego. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. you write this song and then someone they don't want to play that song or some bullshit like that, and then you're like, oh, then I want to do my I'm gonna do solo band because fuck yep. you guys. And uh, I think as especially for me, I worked a lot with that. Uh, just being in a bunch of different bands and to, to hone in on the, what's what's the best thing for the band. Yeah. And if I put something out there and someone says, yeah, I think we can do it like this instead. I'm really <coughs> like, oh yeah, that's great. Let's do it like that. Because you know that too, like you need to trust the people you play with. Yes. If you don't yes. trust the people you're in the band with, it's really hard to have a band with people. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
0: I learned that. It took me a couple of years because I was a control freak. Yeah. But then you realize it's like, all right, that's me, but I then I it took me time to realize, oh, I'm not letting them be them, like what we just talked about earlier. Yeah. You know, I'm stopping people from being themselves. And I'm like, wait a minute, I got these guys to play with me because I like how they play. And now I'm not telling them, I'm telling them how to play. Yeah. Like, it took me many years to get it, but I got it. And then I learned to now I the way I see things is like, for instance, with the band, okay, I look at it as special forces. Everybody knows their own, you know. Their job, all right. You're the Air Force, Marines, they whatever. We all know we're all specialists at our job. The mission is to win this record, this battle is a record or whatever. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell you how to do this, how to fly your plane, how to ride your boats. You're the best at that. Do it, but let's get the mission accomplished. I learned to do that, you know, maybe seven albums in, <laughs> but but I learned, you know, I'm saying never.
1: Better late than never.
0: Better late than <laughs> never. but I I get it though. I I understand it again. I grew yeah. up. And I got to learn and, like, you know, uh, point things out to myself. I'm like, oh, shit, you know, because, you know, we grow up in front of people yeah. and also, like, uh, with people. Like, exa- exactly. We talk about one of the last times we were actually in a room together, besides for five minutes, we were fucking half our age. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, living again, yeah. eating out of pots and pet. Who knows what we were eating out of these some of these fucking yeah. clubs
1: and shit. But it is interesting because it's like uh... – your whole life and all the relationships you have, they are on display in the music that we created. Yeah, yeah. Like you can look at a specific record and be like, oh man, that guy was in the band, oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> or oh, even that, like I said, like, oh, I already know. When they say Refuse, I will like, say, oh yeah, Refuse, came back. this, it was that tour, it was Refuse. Refuse was like this at the time. They were from here. It was our first time touring with the band. You know, I know it's yeah. real time you know and then later on we toured so much since then now now it gets confused but those you remember because those were our first handful of tours for everybody yeah. like yeah, yeah. and it was
1: sure.
0: with all the new bands that were you know happening at the time you know what i mean yeah. you guys were a new band that was happening we were a new band that was happening whoever we you know kickback was a new band that was happening whoever whatever festivals we played at the time were hip you know, new and stuff, you know, the, the scene in Europe was, I mean, still amazing, but it was great at that time. It was like so much variety. Look at that tour. Mad yeah. Ball Refuse kickback. You That's know, great. Do you, you remember that, all- even today? It's like chock full of variety.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when we played the fuck reading festival?
0: Yes, absolutely. And I tell this story a lot because I said, let me tell you, I said I give refused a lot of credit. <laughs> because Dennis took a lot that day. Yeah. From fucking scum punk rock motherfuckers. So everybody I'm gonna re- gonna recap. I'm glad you brought that up because I always bring it up and I didn't have it brought up for this. I just I had other things I, I figured I got into but I always bring that up because one, for both of us, it was a classic show we got to play. yeah yeah in a classic venue. so we got to play. Fuck Reading Festival at um, um what was the name of that club Princeton in um, Academy Brixton Academy? Yep, classic club, you know, a fuck reading with every punk band, um, um GBH, Peter and the Test two babies, uh the anti nowhere league refused, sick of it all. GBH, mad boy. I remember I said yeah. I smoke, but smoke only uh, weed only affects the short term, not the long term. <laughs> you should know this. But so obviously, you know. Th- out of all those bands, you know, Refuse, Madball, Sickle, we're the, you know, we the newer we the hipper bands. Yeah. You know, we the new, so Refuse goes up and then the punk rockers, but you guys were, it was still a good show, but the punk rocks do as the punk rockers do. And I just start seeing stuff flying, lungies flying, cans flying. And me and Freddie on the side, we were about to jump in the crowd.
1: Yeah.
0: Before you guys, because we were like getting like, and you were like, you like, just like that nah, fucking, like, yo, I'm just kind of like, it's yeah, what, yeah. you know, whatever. And I remember you just banged out your set. Like you, you took it. And yeah, then yeah. I was like, oh shit. Me and Freddie looked at each other. We're like, get ready. We're gonna jump in this crowd and we're gonna yeah. get ready to fucking get it in. Yeah, man, what do you remember of that show?
1: I, I mean, it, exactly that. It was like, we went on. Insane. And we, we play this, you know, like this, as you said, the, the new type of hardcore. There was a lot of punks screaming, like you fucking whack us. And it was get scum it punks. Let's get that shit. Like
0: the, the scum. We When we showed up, it was 10 in the morning. They were already passed out in the gutter yeah. in the back. I was like, yeah. wow, this is like real
1: English yeah. punk shit. Like, right? <laughs> I was like, it's like a it picture. Was very English. Yeah. Very English. That yeah. Day. It was, yeah, it was rough. They threw a lot of beer at us. I think uh, the beer, they had like plastic cups. So it was not yes. that bad. But the, I mean, yeah, it was. It was tough. And I remember, because this was the weird thing. Like,
0: you guys were still having a good show. It wasn't like, but it was the scumbags in the front. They were talking shit and throwing shit. But so it was like, well, yeah, they're they're still having kind of a good show, but these punks are doing this scumbag shit. And I'm like, those ain't the punks that have been coming to our shows this whole time. I'm like, yeah, that's a whole different type of animal. And I remember just me and Freddie, like during that, you know, I don't remember what happened. I remember you came over and I was like, but I remember, I was like, they took it like troopers and yeah, I could tell you, you know, you, you held it good, but I could tell, I was like,
1: he ain't too happy about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's interesting. Cause for me, it's always been like when you play those shows and there's like an amount of resistance to what you're doing, that's when I go fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't remember it's like, 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 I get it. I, you see people looking at you like, who the fuck is this guy? They're like, oh, you don't know who the fuck I am. Yeah. I'm going to show you. I get you. You're like, like motherfucker. I, I get it. Yeah. No, I totally get it. Yeah. And I get really amped. I still do this day when we play shows with any of my bands where I, where I see people are indifferent or they're like, oh, fuck these guys. That's when I go off. That's yeah. when I'm like, I'm going to show you shit you've <laughs> never seen before. I <laughs> remember good. that attitude. Like, there's a couple of shows where we play with you guys where we're just like, because I mean, you know, Market MAD, he was like, and yeah, they told speech like, it's the next level for you guys, it's gonna be awesome. But then, I mean, the Refuse crowd and the Abbott crowd at that point wasn't really the same crowd. Yeah. So a lot of your crowd like big, burly skinheads, they were not yeah. interested in us. So we had a lot of nights we were like amping yeah. ourselves up because like, we have to prove to your Work, crowd yeah. that, you know, we're worthy. So it was a lot of that. And I still love that feeling. I still love that feeling like-
0: Yeah. That's cause I'm you're a hardcore kid. That's the difference. Yeah. That's where it comes out with other guys are like, Oh, I want to get off the stage. Cause yeah, they're not, man. they don't like what I'm giving them. So I'm not going to get it. You're like, yeah, motherfucker. Watch. I'm going to get in your face. That's what a hardcore does. Yes. Yell it. I'm gonna bash it over your head, you know, yeah. and make you like it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That's the difference. But uh, and I
1: mean, I infer- <laughs> No, go ahead. But it's a funny thing too, because it's like, you have that spot. And I mean, as you said, a lot of people, like, I've seen so many bands where like someone threw a beer and they're like, the show's over yeah and for us it's like well we have this fucking loud wall of speakers we have this space i mean it's gonna take a lot to stop up yeah know? yeah and that's and, i mean we always had that attitude where he's like <clears throat> resistance is good because i i like i like music that projects that uh you're almost antagonistic towards your crowd there's something yeah. quite exciting about that that you know like that push and it. pull when you're like because i mean a lot of those shows, I mean, when we play with you guys, we play with other bands. We did the Snapkiss tour. In the earth, the first couple of songs, people were like, who the fuck are these guys? And by the end of this set, they want one more song. Yeah. And I love that. Like when you can push the momentum.
0: Yes. And what the- I like about that, like you guys again were known for like again, you had a very you your, your, your political stance and were very verbal. So it was good that you weren't going to be shy. You had to kind of be loud about it, be a little crazy. Cause yeah. you had to kind of back it. So you had to be like, you know, you got to act crazy, not act, but you got to be like, look at oh. it. You know, I I'm, I'm putting this out there. So you can put it out two ways timidly or I'm aware of the shit. Yep. Yeah. And you know, that's what you guys did. Cause I always t- you know, from day one, I always know all these guys, they have their message. They have their political, that's what they're about. And, they're doing, and they don't, and they that's what they're, you know, whatever. Hey, and that's, they live how they live, so I was like, "Hey, good." You know, they talk it, how they walk it, you know. And I'm like, even if it is different from me, I'm like, "Wow, they really." I'm with them. I live with them. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like when 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 they're off stage, they are, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, you know, talking with doing what they're doing. The same thing with us, you know. Like we, you know, they we're play swinging play. on trees like gorillas do. You know? Yeah,
1: it's funny because I I we played a lot of shows where before the show I can feel quite intimidated by by the vibe of the room. Yeah. And I'm not, I mean, you know, I'm an okay, I'm not like the, the bravest person in the world, but when I get the microphone in my hand, I'm completely fearless. Yeah, To almost stupidity, you know? Like, yeah, know. I'm always stupidly fearless, but, but there's something about what we talked about earlier, the power of music, if that fulfills you, you just like, all right, this is my spot, man. And I mean, yeah. I, I think to this day, like like whenever I play a show, I want to prove that this spot that i have here that i'm worthy of this spot yeah so you grab the microphone or you grab the bass and you're like own it. Right, this is i i need to own this you know yeah. i need to deserve this and i think that's a beautiful thing i mean it it is funny we're all getting older and, you know we're we don't jump as high as we used to and it hurts you know you you got to preserve your energy a bit more than you used to but everybody still wants to bring it Yeah, to bring it at the shows. And I think that's, that's pretty fantastic. Yeah. We're, we're,
0: if anything, we're more focused on bringing it now. Yeah. When you're younger, you want to bring it, but now we're like strategic about it because we're like, but not just because we have to physically be strategic about it, but also because, we, want, we, we love it that much that yeah. we never want to not do it a, a disservice, you know, yeah. everything about it. Like that's what I tell people, it's like it's so crazy when you, you live this so long how it's like really becomes it, it's more than your face. You worry yeah. about it more than your face. I don't give a fuck about this. You can put scars on it, but don't put a scar on the mark on my band on some shit that I worked hard for and yeah. I feel we don't deserve that. We should be, you know, don't do that. I don't give a fuck about this one, but <laughs> my band, I'm like, that's my insides in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, now you're, 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 you're you know, the outside is whatever, is the inside. Now you got, you got a problem with my insides. Now there's a problem. Now you don't like me. But, but
1: uh, yeah, but I think that's great. I think because as you said, like, as we grow older, we have to be a bit more strategic. Because I, I remember in the 90s, I saw so many bands that came up on stage and they went ballistic two songs <laughs> and then they get yeah. and then now it's done. like like someone like me or someone like Freddie, we have to be like okay i got an hour i gotta pace it's myself you know i got i gotta i gotta be able to sprint in the last couple of songs yeah. season
0: It's called being seasoned
1: exactly
0: <laughs> exactly that's why exactly the young guys we sit back the old guys we look we go all oh, right watch him blow his load Okay, <laughs> you'll be done in a minute. And then the stallions, the old stallions come and we stroll along and, you know, yeah. nice. But no, that's what happens. It's true is that it's crazy growing up and then, you know, growing up in music. It's so, so weird because it's like, um, we go through the normal growth of regular people, but it's different because we're in bands. So we see it, it's different because we go through it, like we could, our timeline we could kind of follow our lives through a timeline, you know, from our bands to exactly pictures from this album to that album, to that album, who we were with, what we were doing, what we were listening to, like how we looked. And then, you know, interviews. Wow. This is what I said then, then, then now, now. And you're like, Whoa, I said that, like what was that? you know, like, fuck. And it's like, you know, we're documented like it or not, you know,
1: whatever we've done, it's in the book. Yeah, yeah. I'm very, I'm very happy that, uh, we didn't have social media in the 90s oh man. yeah thank god hold <laughs> up thank. for you
0: and for us especially in that tour we both would be fucking shot yes. like Career you know people would, would hate us even more <laughs> for whatever they hate us already but that's the great thing what made it great and i think that's what kind of made it people have to meet each other and figure it out for themselves more because we we only heard maybe rumors through people about each other, but we didn't have to fucking see pages and pages of shit, and then go, oh no, they must be real yeah. because there's 500 threads on this. Yeah. You know, we did that, and then we would meet each other and have to feel each other out. Now yeah. you go online, and they're gonna get 500 people giving their recap on Dennis. How's Dennis when you meet yeah. him? There's be 500 people commenting on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, now yeah. it's different. Back
1: then, you kind of had yeah. a you had to live. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and not just research. To, yeah, you had to sift through the rumors and then you met people and then you had to figure out, like, do we get along? And I mean, most of the time you got along. Us with you were- guys, us yeah. with Earth
0: Crisis, us with so many people. People were like, really? Mad boy, these are like, yeah, why not? I'm like, if you're an asshole, yeah, I don't want to be your friend. Are you cool? You know, yeah, I want to be cool. So I was like, yeah. but yeah, I got some friends that are assholes too, but that's another story. For real, I'm glad I was able to catch you on this because especially, like I said, if it wasn't for homeboy freaking linking it, it wouldn't have popped in my head at this time. And I'm glad because you you're part of my, my timeline and my tour history. And that's what I wanted to do. Especially yeah. that tour to this day, people always talk about the Refuse kickback tour, <laughs> you know, blah blah blah. That's like a legendary tour.
1: It it know? is funny because a lot of people, when I I mean. Some people don't know, but then when I said, "Oh, we toured with Madball," yeah, and everyone's reactions was like, "What?" I'm like, yeah, oh, exactly. Ninety-six,
0: you uh, know, exactly. And back then, and, and we can say it was still in the good in the
1: ninety-six. You know, it's like got yeah. some oomph to it. Not like you For know, two thousand one is a while ago, but ninety-six. Yeah, ninety-six, and I mean the the lineup you had was pretty fucking awesome as well. Yeah, did a great lineup on that Yeah, tour. it was a it's great time. And, and,
0: Matt played guitar. Yeah, yeah. It was a great time for everybody. It was great in general. I had so many pictures, but I had a flood and everything went to shit. So, but there's a couple I hear floating around. So let's see if I find some new ones. But uh, listen, I'm glad you're fucking to catch you on here. I hope to catch you somewhere. We need to do that Refuse, Madball, or whatever the hell you're doing tour. We're going to do something once these borders open up. and Let everybody know in Sweden, we coming. But yo, One love, good to talk to you. I'll let you know when it comes out. I'll text you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Hell yeah. Be safe, Dennis. Talk to you soon, buddy. Bye-bye. Peace.